I'm Chris Michaels. This is the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels suffering from congestion relentlessly, despite the fact that it was a very spicy day today in the current events realm. I'm going to see how far I can plow through this with the uh, nasal passages being in an uproar. Uh, first and foremost, Donald Trump has done something amazing over Untruth. He's released summaries of how the states of Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona, Michigan, and Pennsylvania were subjected to election fraud in 2020. Now, these are massive, massive posts, and he backs everything up with all of the evidence that the Democrats refuse to acknowledge and many Republicans refuse to acknowledge, because if they did, then they would have a real problem on their hands because the rollover Republicans and the Democrats do not want Donald Trump in power. They don't want your voice to be heard. They want to choose the next president, as I outlined on yesterday's podcast. But I do want you, if you're on truth, I do want you to go over there and look at these summaries. I originally intended to talk about these, uh, all of this evidence. I read the Georgia one, and the only conclusion that you can logically come to is that Joe Biden more than likely did not win this election. There just isn't enough validated ballots to substantiate this supposed fact that Biden got 81 million votes. All of the evidence is there. I mean, the, he brought the receipts. He shows where the discrepancies were in the in the original ballot count, in the recounts, in the audits, missing data, um, inconclusive uh, the ballot validation, all of this stuff. You can tell that I'm congested here. I'm really struggling with <laughs> this. I'm being distracted with my nose right now. I can't even get words out properly. But the Georgia one was excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, and it's lengthy. I couldn't even get through it all in one podcast if I wanted to because there's so much detail. I mean, I would just bore you to tears with it. Not that I don't do that on any other night. But uh, do go over there. I, I do intend to read the other ones, specifically uh, how election fraud occurred in Arizona because we all know what's going on in Arizona. Oh, speaking of Arizona, uh, as we're on the topic, before I keel over here, uh, James O'Keefe did an excellent, excellent expose on what is going on over in Arizona, specifically with the human trafficking situation and all of these non-governmental organizations, including Catholic charities, that are involved with trafficking these people from Mexico into the United States and stream them all over the country. And he got pushed around, go over there. I was going to do a dig on some of the NGOs, non-governmental organizations, that he references and that he was pushed around by uh, when he was doing, you know, if you don't know James O'Keefe, he was part of uh, Project Veritas before he got kicked out. So he does undercover work or interviews and all that stuff. So he was trying to ask somebody that was involved with the bus company that would transport all of these people around. And they threatened him. They pushed him around. They tried to call the police on him. I think they called the sheriff on him. And somebody tried to bribe him. Like, how much money would you want uh, to just go away and never talk about this again? And so that was very, very interesting. More is supposed to come out on that. I am going to try to do a very, very shallow dig on those groups 
that were in, involved in this uh, this this release with James O'Keefe. Okay, so now you can tell that I'm cycle, cycling through something here to try and get to the next topic. Uh, so, if you've been living under a rock, and I don't assume you have been, it is now coming clear that something is up, particularly with Jeffrey Epstein and all the people involved. If you noticed over the past couple of days, uh, specifically from one account, Laura Loomer, she posted documents that were involving Jeffrey Epstein and a few other people that were released and made public back in 2015. But this went viral, and everybody assumed that these were current documents. Now, what documents am I talking about? I'm talking about the Epstein flight log, Epstein client list. There's supposed to be about 170 names. I brought this up in the past. A couple of those names are not going to be unredacted uh, because some of these people have big, big problems with safety. One individual is supposed to be involved in a country, very public figure, where honor killings are still taking place. So the only real country that has honor killings left are Muslim countries. So we can maybe point our finger at some high-profile females over in those countries. One person comes to mind is the um, Reina, I believe her name is. She's over in Jordan. She's very, very involved with a lot of helping children. Uh, she's involved with, you know, ch child organizations with the United Nations and all that. And whenever we see people involved in those organizations, we know that it's usually an inversion. So there is going to be a human trafficking element whenever we see people involved with, oh, we're here to help the children and we're here to get people into better homes and all that stuff. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. So a lot of these stories have been making the rounds and they've been going viral. And I question, why is this going viral all of a sudden? I mean, a lot of this stuff is old news. It's not new. Some of this stuff is even fake. But why now? Why are all of these influencers on social media pushing this and why is it allowed to be pushed in other words why are these social media companies like x allowing these stories which are old to be in the front and center of everybody's feed something doesn't add up some intelligence group or organization or contractor is trying to put this out there for some reason possibly to cover up something else but what did we find out? I went through almost all of the documents or almost all of the uh, the PDFs in uh, the document release today. Uh, I think there are about 37 of them or 39 of them. I, 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 got, I started at the end and I went back down. I think I got around to uh, 17 or, or 18 or something like that or 15. So almost halfway there, but I went through a lot of them. A lot of it is, you know, policy stuff, procedure stuff. Um, but I'll start with uh, what was posted over on uh, Zero Hedge, which does a nice summary. Then I'll get to what I found. Uh, and they mirrored what Technofog posted over on X. And what we find out is that Bill Clinton is John Doe number 36. And there is a lot of mentions of Clinton in there, including... Uh, one little snippet of testimony. Did Jeffrey Epstein ever talk to you about Bill Clinton? Obviously, this testimony is coming from 
one of the madams or masseuses. Usually these people were underage at the time of their employ with Mr. Epstein and Miss Maxwell. And uh, this person's response was, he said one time that Clinton likes them young, referring to girls. So we can infer what is going on here when we see a term like young, and the implication would be below legal age. And I will, and I will uh, reference what I found uh, later on. One Epstein accuser continues uh, by saying, again, I'm going to tell you they, in quotes. In other words, they're trying to figure out who this masseuse slept with. And the they's were George Mitchell... Jean-Luc Brunel, Bill Richardson, another prince, and there are other places in this document that reference Alan Dershowitz, and that's a big one. So the, the big name in there was, uh, the I think the most mentioned name in all the documents that were released was Alan Dershowitz, followed by Bill Clinton, or it was vice versa. It was one of those two. It was those two at the top, though. Jean-Luc Brunel. Who was he? Jean-Luc Brunel was the individual that was in the modeling industry and good friends with Jeffrey Epstein. So Jean-Luc Brunel hanged himself. So we understand what that means. Usually when we hear people hanging themselves, it's usually some kind of inside job, and it really wasn't suicide. So Jean-Luc Brunel was involved in all this stuff, and more than likely— he was involved in some kind of human trafficking ring, especially if he's involved with models and people like Jeffrey Epstein. Bill Richardson, former governor of New Mexico. And now you know why Jeffrey Epstein set up the Zorro Ranch in New Mexico. It's because Bill Richardson, the governor, was well aware of what Jeffrey Epstein was doing, who he was doing it with, and so on and so forth. So they are all on the same page. Jeffrey Epstein invited him somewhere, possibly his mansion in New York, possibly to Florida, maybe to Little St. James, maybe Great St. James. And he is now blackmailable. So that's who this individual slept with. Very, very important to know this, because this is how this kind of society, and I, when I say society, I'm talking about the upper cruster elites, and by upper cruster, I mean the millionaires, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, multi-generational million millionaires, billionaires at this point, maybe skillionaires or trillionaires, this kind of culture that they have is completely different from how you and I think and how we interact with one another and what we think of other people. Theirs is extremely insulated. They view themselves as literal blue bloods, where they are better than you and me. They've got more freedom than us. They're allowed to do more Fun activities, and in this case, apparently, according to them, fun activities involves sleeping with children. They have broader interests, more exotic horizons to follow, like the Zorro Ranch in New Mexico, where Jeffrey Epstein was trying to set up up to, I believe, 20 women to carry his seed, and he was going to repopulate the planet with his genetics. Okay, according to him. Obviously, that didn't work. But we also find out that they're using very, very 
obvious language here. Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell throughout all this testimony, they want to make sure that their masseuses go to these various individuals and give them massages. Make sure they're taken care of. They call them modeling calls. It's called massages. That's the stupid phrases that they use. It is not that difficult to see through this. So Technofog also references that Michael Jackson was at Jeffrey Epstein's Palm Beach house. That's not surprising either, given that Michael Jackson has some dubious ties and proclivities. Virginia Guffrey, which is most of this testimony, states that she slept with billionaire Tom Pritzker, another once John Doe. So Pritzker is a member of the Aspen Institute, and he's also the executive chairman of the Hyatt Hotels. Mrs. Pritzker, by the way, she is involved at Harvard. What did Mrs. Pritzker do at Harvard? Why? She is the one responsible for instituting the DEI policies. That's right. The racist policies that are permeating our Ivy Leagues and our colleges and our big-time corporations. And what else did she do? She was responsible, or one of the individuals responsible, for hiring Miss Gay, the individual, the president over at Harvard that was accepted into Harvard on a scholarship, so she didn't even pay for it. And she plagiarized her way throughout her academic career. She couldn't even write her own thank you letter. She plagiarized her thank you letter. She subsequently stepped down as president. But that doesn't matter, because even though she stepped down, she still gets to keep her $900,000 a year salary. She's just part of the staff now. She's part of the faculty. She'll still be teaching. So what real, real demotion did this individual get? Harvard should have fired her if they had any scruples, but they didn't. And she supposedly resigned from her president's spot. So that is the type of individual that Mrs. Pritzker and Tom Pritzker like to hang around. And then they go on with uh, Prince Andrew. So Prince Andrew has been involved in all of this. There's photos of him. He claims it's a fake photo. We all know it's not a fake photo. He's just lying. So in this testimony, it says, please name a person that Ghislaine... Oh, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. It's not Ghislaine. It's Ghislain. Maxwell directed you to have sex with Prince Andrew. Okay, who else? As a whole, they both trafficked me to people. It was both... It was under both of their direction. So it's not easy to just say it was Ghislaine or whatever. How the hell you say her name? When I say they, I mean both. And okay, well, he's, he, this person asks, I need you to say a time when Miss Maxwell directed you to have sex with another person. So can you please give me a time when she asked you to go have sex with another person? And ultimately we find out that there was Glenn Dubin that had sex with the woman giving testimony. Now, who's Glenn Dubin? Glenn Dubin, big-time guy, billionaire, bigger, big and shaker, you know, big-time shaker. I can't even speak. Holy crap. My nose is bothering me so much right now. All right. Big-time mover and shaker. So who is he involved with? 
He's involved with none other than Vivek Rabasalami. He donated, I think, over $100,000 to a PAC that supports Vivek Rabasalami. And, you know, he's running in the primaries for the Republican presidency spot. So once again, we've got this insulated culture. These people are all doing all doing the same thing. They're not paying attention to the law. They're doing horrible, debauched activities, and they're all in on it. They don't want you to know. It's a big club. They all take care of each other. It doesn't matter what side of the spectrum they're on. Then there was another bizarre email. Uh, they were asking... Uh, you can issue a reward to any of Virginia's friends, acquaintances, family that come forward and help prove her allegations are false. And apparently this is an email from Jeffrey Epstein. The strongest is the Clinton dinner and the new virgin in the Virgin Islands that Stephen Hawking participated in an underage orgy. And this is, like I said, supposedly coming from Jeffrey Epstein's email address. So... The rumors about Stephen Hawking going to uh, Epstein Island are possibly true. I would lean into the truth. Well, we know they're true, actually. But him being involved in nefarious activities is probably more true than false. I won't say it's 100% true. Now, we know that Mr. Hawking went there numerous times. Mr. Hawking, by the way, confined to a wheelchair, spoke through a speaking spell, and brilliant individual— when it came to science. So look him up, wrote a few books and all that. Jeffrey Epstein involved Mr. Hawking and went down to uh, Little St. James with Mr. Hawking. And what did he do? Mr. Hawking partied around and they somehow got Stephen Hawking in a wheelchair into a submarine and took Stephen Hawking below the waters. Imagine what kind of trip that would have been for somebody confined in a wheelchair. That must have been an amazing experience just on a human level. But take it one step further, and what I brought up about Terramar and what I brought, about, brought up about all the individuals in these groups that have an affinity to find Atlantis. Uh, the dark journalist brought up that they even involved the offspring of Jacques Cousteau. Jacques Cousteau being the person that made scuba diving and undersea escapades a popular thing back in the 70s. And even Jacques Cousteau's kids said, well, he really wasn't all about, you know, underwater photography and videography and, and filming reefs and exploring the undersea areas. No, he was really looking for Atlantis. That was just his excuse to get money so that he can go find Atlantis. You know, he wanted to get funded by various groups. So you have this, this push. Then you factor in Terramar, which was Ghislaine Maxwell's idea to make people citizens of the global commons. Then she used her name that was fake. Well, fake in quotes. It's actually a real person. She just used a dead person's name. Uh, when she bought her house in all cash when she was on the run, she used the name Janet Atlantis. So Janet Atlantis was a real person. She was alive in the early 1900s. But once again, you get an Atlantis reference there. So there's something going on. There's some kind of reference to um, Atlantis and what they're really doing in these elite circles. Moving right along, a lot of people are going to be upset 
with none other than Donald Trump uh, because Donald Trump is apparently innocent so far in the testimony. Did any of the guests for whom you gave a massage mention they were expected something sexual, expecting something sexual? No. Did they ask you to engage in sexual contact with you and you refused? The witness said no. Uh, Marvin Minsky, who we find out is, in fact, in these documents and apparently did receive something icky. I don't know that. George Lucas, no. Donald Trump, no. There you go. A lot of the leftists are now going to be frothing mad, or they're probably, the mainstreams anyway, will be eerily silent because this whole time we had the leftists out there saying that, yes, Donald Trump went to Epstein Island. Donald Trump is a pedophile. Donald Trump is a racist, a bigot, an anti-Semite, and on and on. Well, right here in the testimony, we have under oath that Donald Trump ain't the person that you are looking for. That's important to know because this is going to play into next year and the election cycle of uh, 2024. So now I'm going to go to what I found. Uh, and like I said, I started from the bottom of all of these uh, documents that were released. And in one little bit of testimony, they actually talk about, they make her testify about Ghislaine Maxwell's uh, physical features. And they say, I can tell you she had very large natural breasts. And I can tell you that her pubic hair was dark brown and nearly black. Okay, so that's for anybody out there that wanted to uh, know anything about uh, Miss Maxwell's naughty bits. Uh, other names that were found in there, Alan Dershowitz, like I referenced, Prince Andrew, Ron Eppinger, Stephen Hawking, Al Gore. So Al Gore, once again, oh, yes, the water's... They're going to rise, and everybody's going to die. No, it's an inversion. You have to realize that a lot of these people, especially in the occult circles that believe Atlantis is going to rise again, it's inversion, okay? Al Gore, this kind of, this kind of social circle, they understand that there is going to be a geomagnetic shift, and that is going to involve land rising, not waters rising. So that's part of the hoodwinking that they're doing with the um, climate change nonsense. In other testimony, it is your contention that Ghislaine Maxwell had sex with underage girls virtually every day when I was around her, correct? Yes. All right. So there you go. You now know that Miss Maxwell is a lesbianic pedophile because we find out that right here, she is having sex all the time. In other parts of the testimony, every time she's over at Epstein Island, there are 30 people orgies, 50 people orgies. They're having foursomes with Miss Maxwell and Epstein and another girl that they, that they uh, got in there and all of this. So this is only the beginning. I'm pretty sure we're going to find out a lot more as the, the election cycle goes on, particularly at the end of the month and into uh, July. Is there any girl who you personally observed to have sexual contact with Miss Maxwell when she was under the age of 18? 
And the response was, it's very hard to tell how many girls were under the age of 18. My instruction from them was, the younger, the better. So right then and there, you now know that they are going to try and groom girls around 15 years old, 14 years old. They go after runaways. A lot of this testimony is being done, uh, is being given by uh, Virginia Goofrey or Jufrey or however you say her name. I wish these assholes had normal names. Um, and if you look into her background, she tells that she was basically sexually abused uh, throughout all of her childhood. I, I, at the age of 11, she decided to run away. And that's in her testimony. Um, and she went into various um, foster homes, ran away from foster homes, uh, involved with with drugs. Uh, she decided to become a masseuse, and that's how Miss Maxwell picked her up. She saw her reading a book about massages in a spa, and that's when Miss Maxwell said, well, I'm going to train you. We've got people. I know people. And that's how she groomed Virginia. Uh, so... I asked you to describe so you can give me a height, hair color, anything else that comes to mind. There were blondes, she says. There were brunettes. There were redheads. There were all beautiful girls. I would say the ages ranged between 15 and 21. So you right there. That's it. Underaged. Uh, where did all this take place? And they said 100% in the U.S. Virgin Islands, which is going to be Little St. James and... Um, and over there. Why? Because it's a private island. It's the Virgin Islands, different types of legal parameters that he could navigate and all that. Another little tidbit, Prince Andrew uh, was forced to, well, not, not Prince Andrew, but Jane Doe number three was forced to have sexual relations with Prince Andrew when she was a minor in three separate geographic locations, London, New York, and on Little St. James in an orgy with numerous other underage girls. Epstein instructed Jane Doe number three that she was to give the prince whatever he demanded and required Jane Doe number three to report back to him on the details of any sexual abuse and the sexual abuse that subsequently ensued. Epstein sexually trafficked Jane Doe number three, the Jean-Luc Brunard, uh, uh, Brunel, excuse me, many, many times. So this is an intelligence operation that's going on here. Um, you can see how this works. Once they are blackmailed, right, they are now going to play ball with whatever the agenda is. This is how honeypots work. This is how intelligence agencies gain information, human intelligence, as it's referred to. And this is how... Essentially, policies are shaped because you've got these rich elites at the top that want a certain policy to be enacted, whether that's mandates or whatever. And normal thinking people with any conscience, they would not engage in any of that kind of activity. So how do you goad them into doing it? Well, you blackmail them. You catch them in extramarital affairs. You catch them having sex with children. Another person, one such individual, according to the testimony, uh, that Epstein forced um, then minor Jane Doe number three to have sexual relationships with, 
was Harvard Law professor Alan Dershowitz, a close friend of Epstein's and a well-known criminal defense attorney. Epstein required Jane Doe number 3 to have sexual relations with Dershowitz on numerous occasions while she was a minor, not only in Florida and on private planes, but in New York, New Mexico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. In addition to being a participant in the abuse of the Jane Doe number 3 and other minors, Dershowitz was an eyewitness to the sexual abuse of many other minors by Epstein and several of Epstein's co-conspirators. Dershowitz would later play a significant role in negotiating the NPA on Epstein's behalf. Indeed, Dershowitz helped negotiate an agreement that provided immunity from federal prosecution in the Southern District of Florida, not only to Epstein, but also to any potential co-conspirators of Epstein. Then he helped negotiate an agreement with a provision that provided protection for himself against criminal prosecution in Florida for sexually abusing Jane Doe number three. So Dershowitz was pivotal in setting up what they seem to be doing here. In other words, they want to get out of jail free. They don't want anything to do with this. And they're all going to be in on it because they're all part of these elite circles. And these elite circles engage in this kind of activity. Now, this doesn't get into the real meat of the matter here. And that is all of the rumors about sacrifices and debauched orgies. You thought an orgy was bad enough, but once you get involved in the snuff films and the rumors involving the Wiener laptop and the Hunter Biden laptop and what's on there and the security files and the insurance files on the Wiener laptop, then you get down a, an extremely dark, dark path where these individuals supposedly went down and these individuals are supposed to be involved, if the rumors are true, in doing those kinds of activities with Jeffrey Epstein on Epstein Island. Now that is where the Band-Aid will really be ripped off. What we're seeing right now is pretty much we've already known all of this. This is not new. These kinds of rumors have been around for a long time. So now, okay, it's validated. All right, great. Is there anything earth-shattering here? No, not really. I mean, we've got some dirt on some relatively large names, but it's not earth-shattering. We know about this. It's embarrassing. Maybe it'll go somewhere. Maybe it won't. But the real problem here is we need the real dirt. We need the people that were involved on the Lolita Express. We need to find out and validate all of the photos that were taken, all the videos that were taken on Epstein Island or in Jeffrey Epstein's mansions anywhere. Because that's where the real evidence is, and that's where we determine who is involved in these disgusting, reprehensible, awful, awful circles within the elites and how they should be exposed, tarred and feathered, and thrown into prison for what they're doing, if these rumors are true. So, oh, man, 31 minutes. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a short one. Yeah, 31 minutes later. All right, I'm done. My voice is shot. My nose is shot. I'm out of here. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, as always, I'll be doing a podcast a wrap-up show with Greg Bolden, and you can go over on X and listen to that live. Hopefully my nose will be better by then. Until tomorrow, 
you brilliant, lovable fuzzballs, more than capable of a lot of critical thought.